0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the one God. Christ is in our midst. He was, and is, and ever shall be. This morning with this parable, Jesus is not teaching this parable privately. He's teaching it from the side of the, of the shore. He's teaching it to the masses. He's teaching it to everyone who happens to be walking by. To those who are Jews. To those who are Gentiles. To those who want to hear to do, to those who could care less Jesus is teaching this parable of the sower and this is so much like God that he's so generous that he wants to share himself even and knowing that there are some who are going to be receptive and some who are going to be unreceptive but nonetheless he teaches hoping that some would believe He hopes that everyone would believe, but he knows that some would believe and take the word of God into their heart, and this word of God would bear fruit by sharing the good news that God loves us, God loves you, God loves me, God loves the world that he sent his only begotten son so that we can all be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. So let's begin looking at this parable. Jesus is the word of God. Jesus is the one, he is the seed that's being spread around. And he sows the seeds, he scatters it far and wide, as we said, indiscriminately to the receptive, to the unreceptive, that is, to some that are likely to get it, and to some that are likely to not get it. And this parable, again, describes how the seeds land on the side of the road, Some of the, where, the, where the ground is hard-packed and birds come and eat the seed right off the ground. And some fall among the rocky ground where the seeds come, try and take root and they're not able to take root and they fade away. Other seeds fall among the thorny ground and are choked by the weeds and, uh, and they're not able to grow. And then he says that some of the food falls on the good soil where it's, it, the, the seed gives fruit 100 fold. Now let's talk about the seed that falls on the path and the side of the road and where the birds eat it. This represents the soul that hears the word of God, that hears the gospel. But it is quickly stolen away by the evil one. The souls may hear the good news of God. They hear about the kingdom of God. But they don't get it. They don't understand it. They are not interested in it. They are not interested in understanding. In fact, many times they are even hostile to the word of the gospel. Now I was trying to think of a good example for this kind of soul. And it came came to me that the perfect example of this soul is Pharaoh, Ramses II, who in the Old Testament, remember Moses and the Israelites are in captive in Egypt, and and Moses says to Ramses II, Let my people go. And he says, No, several times. God sends plagues. Then Pharaoh starts to change his mind. He sees that maybe this is the plague that's going to wake him up to the word of God. And still, he would not listen to the word of God, would not heed the word of God by letting the people go because his pride, that great bird that goes and steals anything that good that comes in their heart, stole the word of God from him. And he kept being stubborn and stubborn by his own free will. Let's not forget that. And we know what happened to Pharaoh. He and his army perished as God guided his people across the desert, across the Red Sea, to the Promised Land. So this seed that falls into this kind of heart falls into an unreceptive heart, a heart that does not want the Word of God, cannot receive it, in fact is hostile to it, and we could even say is toxic for some people against the Word of God. Then we talk about the rocky ground. This rock of God represents the souls that receive the word of God with zeal initially. And because there's no way that the roots can take, heart, take root, and because the rocks get really hot in the sun, the, the roots grow a little tiny bit and then burn away and wither away, and the word dies within it. This represents a person, and we all have known this kind of person. As a priest, I've, known, I've seen this kind of people come and go, Where they say, "I want to be an Orthodox Christian. I want to be. I want to learn everything there is now." And they come for once. They come for twice. Then maybe a third time they'll come, and then they don't come anymore because they have no. While they have zeal, and don't get me wrong, zeal is not a bad thing. Zeal is the way that some that is some is a one way that God touches people and gets them excited. But what keeps people from coming, there are many reasons, but one, the one word that we can say is that they lack discipline. They lack the perseverance. They lack, they love the excitement, they understand and experience the excitement, and they want it, but they don't have the discipline to put other things aside to put other interests aside, to put other things that excite them aside and come to hear and to do the word of God. Now, anything worth having requires discipline. Anything worth having requires conviction. And if we don't have this discipline and this conviction, it will not last. So this is why in the Orthodox Church we have all these fasts. We have all these canons that we literally call church discipline. We have—we are called disciples. We are called to have structure in our life. We are given the, a plan of structure to help us grow in our faith, so that the word of God could take root in us. We don't have these rules just because. We don't have these rules because somehow they earn points for us and earn our way into salvation. We have these disciplines so that the seed of God will take root and the thing that we want, this zeal, will not fade away but will in time grow. It may not grow. It may grow up. It may go down. We may have good days. We may have bad days. But if we have discipline, that faith will always grow and the Word of God will always grow within us. That is, Jesus Christ himself the Holy Spirit himself, the presence of the Father himself will all grow within our hearts. And then we come to the thorny ground. The thorny ground represents the soul that hears the word of God, the good news, but worldly anxieties and the lure of riches, compete with, dominate, and finally choke out the good news, the good word, the word of God, Jesus Christ. They take in the word, they accept it, they understand it, they may even live it for a while, they may even live it for a long time, they may even live it for a, almost a whole la- lifetime, but somehow these worries and these desires come in, and they become these worries and desires become, to use a modern phrase, the elephant in the room. Now we know this, understand this term, the elephant in the room, means it's something that... That we cannot get out of our minds. We, can, we try to ignore, and we cannot ignore. This is what anxieties can do. The elephant gets fatter and fatter and fatter and crowds us out so that we are no longer thinking about God, but we are worshipping the elephant, and we are worshipping our worries, and we are worshipping our desire for riches. This is what anxiety does and the love of money does, it dominates us, and therefore the word of God, Jesus Christ, the good news, the gospel, cannot grow in our heart. The lesson is that God must be our central, defining purpose, principle, and dynamic factor in our life. Knowing God's plan and purpose for us and his desire to save us And unite us to Him must inform our desires and our thoughts and our acts. Without knowing God, without knowing His plan, we will always get lost in the weeds eventually. So let's let's finish with the good soil. And I'm going to try this image. Let's convert that elephant that gets fatter and fatter. Those anxieties and the and the riches, the lure of riches. And change that to a mighty lion. Let's change that to a mighty, benevolent, man-befriending, kind lion that's not out to eat us, but is out to guide us and to protect us and to keep our attention and to inspire us with his might. And let that be who lives in our living room. The good soil is the seed that falls into the cultivated soul. Into the soul that is ready, waiting, prepared to receive the, the good news and to receive Christ in their life. To, so the seed would come in, the soil so receive it. It's like the soul that when God enters in, the soul cannot but focus on the glory and the power and the mercy and the compassion and the promises and the wisdom and the life-giving nature of the living God within us. Jesus said, I'm going to conclude with this, that he is our Alpha and he is our Omega. He is the beginning and the end. Let every single circumstance that we encounter be encountered with God in our soul, with the wisdom of God in our soul, with the good news that God wants to save us and come to the knowledge of the truth in our soul, that he wants to offer this great kingdom of heaven to keep this in our soul. Remember, this parable is, begins, it's said, this is a parable of the kingdom of heaven. So let's meditate on this fine parable that Jesus gave. And not only did he gave, but he explained it to us. He explained it to us exactly what every one of these kinds of soils mean. And let's be honest, we, I mentioned last year in this, in this, with this gospel that it can be even that our souls, our own individual souls, at different times in our life, different times of the year... Different times of the day and the moment can be any one of these souls. Sometimes we could be hard and even hostile to the Word of God. Sometimes we may have zeal that wanes and we could use more discipline. Sometimes we are choked that we choke out the the seed, the Word of God, because of our own cares and concerns that are very real. Let's not ignore those. But what we do and who we take those cares and concerns really does matter. And really can transform those into us becoming more close to God. And then of course, many times, if not most of the time, our souls are good soil. Ready, willing, and desirous, and prepared, and being prepared to receive the word of God. Let us continue this liturgy at this very moment to be good soil. To receive God into our very bodies, into our very hearts, and into our very souls.